just so thankful you put forth the effort uh, to be in the house of the Lord tonight. If you have your Bibles with you, Psalms 31 is where we will begin with our time together tonight. Uh, but uh, I wanted to share with you several passages of Scripture if the Lord would help us tonight for a few moments. And uh, I will do my best uh, to minister to you as the Lord has ministered to my heart over the last few days as we've been preparing for our time this evening. If the Lord would help me tonight, my thought or topic or text, whatever you want to call it this evening, is we're going to try to minister on finding strength to possess your inheritance. How many knows that there's some things that God has given us? And uh, we don't have to wait for a future date to come for us to encounter them. We just have to have the strength to walk in that things, in those things rather that the Lord has promised to us. So we're going to look at a few things tonight, but I will say that oftentimes in our life and in our daily lives that we live in the midst of a busy world, it is easy to become distracted as well as it's easy to become weary when we do not see what we desire to see. And Paul mentioned that in Galatians 6 and 9, and he says, let us not be weary in well-doing uh, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. What he was saying simply is this, is if you keep the faith, if you keep the strength, and if you keep the focus, then there will be a day where there will be a reward or there will be an increase in your life. And uh, we have preached on that and taught on that in, in days gone by. But tonight, finding strength. How many's ever had to really dig down deep uh, just to make yourself get out of bed and go to work in the morning. Yeah, I know y'all love your jobs and all that, and you all just wait, can't wait to get there, you know. But, uh, but you know, there's, there's some days it's easy to get out of that bed, and there's other days that you have to really dig deep. And, uh, you know, some of you probably hit your snooze five times, and your spouse is saying, would you just please get out of bed right now so I can keep sleeping? You know, I listen, I've, I've, I've experienced that a few times. And... Uh, but we, uh, we, we find that sometimes things just aren't as easy as they are at other times. And uh, we have to really just get our focus or get our bearings, so to speak, and, and figure out uh, that we can sit here and do nothing or we can reach deep down inside and, and get motivated and fulfill the task in front of us. The same thing is true with our Christian walk. How many knows that it's not always easy? It's not always glamorous. It's not always uh, just uh, altogether lovely. It's, it's, you don't always live on the mountain. It, this, this ideal that you think, well, if once I get to a place in the spiritual realm that where, where I've really got it together, then that means I'll never have any issues. I'll never have have any, uh, any sorrow, any, any trouble, please, please understand that that's not, uh, that's not real tonight. That's, uh, that, that, that's not obtained. We will always face opposition. We will always go through seasons of difficulty while we're in this life. But I'm so thankful 
that while we're going through this life, we do not have to go through those times and seasons alone. But there is a strength, there is a comfort, there is a peace that can be had. And, uh, and as we ministered on Sunday, he really is faithful. And I want you to understand that this evening, that you are serving a faithful God. And I am serving a faithful God. Uh, but tonight, uh, we have to understand that it is in him and him alone that we are able to really find strength for the journey. You know, uh, there are those that you could read of in Scripture when you begin to talk about weariness, but one of the individuals that you find at the very beginning of your Bible in Genesis 27, you will find that Rebecca says to Isaac, I am weary of my life. She was like, I am just overwhelmed. And we read of kings and others all throughout scripture that battled a state of weariness. And in our culture today where it's very demanding and there is so many things pulling at us in so many different directions. Uh, listen, you're, you're, you're not, there's not something wrong with you tonight if you feel a little bit weary on a Wednesday evening. It's the simple fact that we live in a human form and we all get tired. We all get uh, Get, get weights on us at times, but how do we navigate through that? How do we overcome those, uh, those times in our life? And that's what we're going to look at for a few moments. In Psalms 31, the first five verses of that chapter, I want to give you, but then I want to give you the last five verses of it as well, 19 through 24. And it says, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thy ear to me. Deliver me speedily, be thou my strong rock, for a house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress, therefore thy namesake lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net that they have laid privately for me, for thou art my strength. Into thy hand I commend my spirit, thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. But verse number 19. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he has showed me his marvelous kindness in a strong city. For I said in my haste, I am cut off from before thy eyes. Nevertheless, thou heardest the voice of my supplications when I cried unto thee. O love the Lord, all ye his saints. For the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. What I can say to that tonight is simply this, oh, what a promise. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. i got to ask the question tonight, where is your hope? Is your hope in men? If it is, you will be disappointed. 
Is your hope in a career? If so, you will be disappointed. But when you put your hope in the King of kings and Lord of lords, there is a strength as well as a peace that passes all understanding. And in the midst of the uncertainty of life, there is something that comes upon us and in us that quickens us, and it is this. It is the Spirit of God. Paul said in Romans, uh, he said, the same Spirit uh, that raised Jesus from the dead is the same Spirit that quickens this mortal body. Listen, it is not something that you and I could ever obtain in ourselves or ever obtain by becoming good enough, but it is simply the grace of God, the gift of God through the salvation of the cross and the shed blood that there is a Spirit that is able to come into humanity in such a manner that we are able to to find strength uh, to possess the inheritance of our Father. I, I want to give you a few other scriptures concerning strength very quickly. Psalms 27, verse 1 and verse 14. The psalmist David said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Verse 14 says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. David understood through all of his struggles, through all of the pursuing of the enemy uh, that he encountered, he realized that the Lord was his light uh, and was his salvation. But he also knew this, that, that the Lord is the strength uh, of my life. What he's saying is this, uh, I would not be present today if it had not been for the strength of one that is higher than I. Can I tell you tonight, the only reason that you and I are here in the middle of the week uh, is not because of us in ourselves, uh, but because of the God that is in us uh, that has strengthened us and kept us and led us and guide us. Uh, listen, he is worthy to be exalted uh, because of the simple fact he still is the strength uh, that we need. We find that David continued uh, in Psalms 28, 7 and 8. Uh, he said, the Lord is my strength uh, and my shield. Uh, anybody ever have any fiery darts fired at you? He is your shield tonight. Don't ever forget it. Uh, David said he's not just my strength, but he's my shield. My heart trusts in him. Uh, and he says, I am helped. Uh, he understood this uh, in a very clear manner. Uh, if you read Psalms 23, you understand that he said, the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, he said he's my help no matter where I am, no matter what I encounter. Uh, he not just is a strength, uh, he's not just a shield, uh, but he is also my help. Uh, and he continues, therefore my heart greatly rejoices. Uh, how many is rejoicing today? Uh, you know, if we focus in the natural realm, uh, sometimes it's hard to rejoice uh, because we see the negativity, uh, we see the obstacles, we see the opposition. Uh, but when you get your eyes on Jesus, uh, everything begins to change. Uh, listen, I understand the world is a mess, uh, but I also understand that the God that I serve is not a mess uh, and he is still all power and all authority uh, and I know this uh, as I shared with you on Sunday uh, 
goodness and mercy follows us. Uh, and therefore, when you look around and see that goodness and mercy is still present uh, and the word is still a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path, uh, how can you not begin to rejoice uh, because you come to understand uh, he is my strength, uh, he is my shield, uh, and he is my help. Uh, listen, uh, maybe you don't need help this week, uh, but listen, without him, I'm a mess. Uh, but with him, uh, I am an overcomer uh, through the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony. Uh, what is my testimony tonight? Uh, is that he's my strength uh, and that he's my shield. Uh, he is the one that has sustained me. Uh, he is the one that has been faithful to me. Uh, he is the one uh, that tells me uh, every morning, uh, you can make it. Uh, you, can, you can get up and you can go forward. Uh, when the enemy says it's not worth it, uh, it doesn't really matter. Uh, the Lord says, I have called you uh, and I have ordained you. Uh, listen, uh, you got to understand this is war, yes, uh, but we are on the winning side tonight uh, because for 2,000 years the enemy has tried to destroy the church, uh, but the church is still here. Uh, it's still thriving. Uh, men are still being saved. Uh, people still been delivered. Uh, the blinded eyes are still been opened. Uh, lame men are still leaping. Uh, people are still experiencing the power and the anointing of God. Why? Uh, it's because his strength uh, is not getting weaker, uh, but his strength is still sustaining all that will call upon him. Uh, listen, right now, if you're in a state of weakness, uh, you don't have to stay there. Uh, you just got to find the strength uh, to possess your inheritance. Uh, how do I do that? Uh, you got to come back to principle living. Uh, listen, my friend, uh, Psalms 29 verse 11 uh, says, the Lord will give strength uh, unto his people. Uh, he didn't say he'd give it to everybody. Uh, he said, I'll give it to my people. What's that mean? Uh, to the one uh, that will confess him as Lord of their life. Uh, to the one that says, Lord, I'm a sinner. Uh, I need you. Uh, listen, uh, you, you say, well, I just repented uh, and everything should just be wonderful. Listen, I repent daily. Uh, when I start my day, when I end my day, I say, God, uh, if I'm doing something that's not pleasing to you, uh, listen, forgive me. Uh, show me, teach me, mold me, make me. Uh, and I find that his strength uh, is new uh, in my life continually. Uh, why? Uh, it says this, the Lord will give strength unto his people, uh, but the Lord will bless his people with peace. Listen, you cannot have peace uh, until first of all you have strength. People say, I don't know why I'm so troubled. I, I don't know why I'm so this and that. Listen, where are you getting your strength from? Psalms 37, verse 39 says, But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. I know none of you ever experienced trouble in here. No. Every one of us, if we've lived any amount of time at all, we went through some stuff. Some stuff we don't like. Some stuff we don't even like to give voice to. But if I take you to Psalms 46, he says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Meaning that you don't have to wait on it, but it's ever present. And if we're not careful, we bought into things that's not really scriptural or biblically correct. We say, well, the Lord must just be, just be wanting me to go through this. And listen, God does not want any of us to suffer. He's made a way of escape for us. 
Now, we do have to go through some stuff, but a lot of the stuff that we go through, we could get through it a whole lot quicker in life if we'd simply just focus on him and find the strength on how to get beyond where we are presently. Now, I know that's challenging for all of us, including myself, but Proverbs 24, verse 5 and verse 10 says, a wise man is strong. Now, let me pause here just for a moment. Proverbs 4 and 7 says that wisdom is the principal thing, and therefore, when getting wisdom, also get knowledge and get understanding. Wisdom being the principal thing, the very first thing that you and I are to get is to get wisdom. Why are we to get wisdom? Is because a wise man is strong. Now, a man of knowledge increases strength is the last, the last part of verse number five. Let me give it to you again. A wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge increases in strength. A wise man is strong because he understands this. I'm not strong in myself. I'm strong in him. You know, it is amazing that we can be so intellectual in some areas and be so ignorant in others. But the one area that we cannot afford to be ignorant in, my friend, is that of our faith in Christ and our walk with Him. Now, I don't expect all of you to know how to fly a spaceship. I don't expect all of you to know how to do specific things that's out of your wheelhouse, so to speak. But all of us as men and women of faith need to understand that we are to be men and women of wisdom and knowledge and understanding of the things of God. Now, we don't get that overnight. I understand. It's a process. It's a, it's a progression. We are all born into the family of faith. We are all children of God. But listen, Paul addressed uh, the church at Corinth. He said, when you should be teachers, you're in need of being a teacher. What he was saying is this. You have failed to develop yourself. You failed to become wise. What he was really saying is you failed to become strong. And therefore, because of your failure to become strong, you, you, you're not increasing in strength. You're desiring to, but yet you're failing to. And notice in verse, verse number 10, it says, If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. How many times do you hear people in the church world that when something happens in their life, they just simply say, well, I'm quitting. It's become an anthem for some people. I don't say that mean-spirited at all, but we see the strength be depleted very quickly because of the simple fact that in the moment they find themselves in any type of adversity, they're ready to throw in the town, and it's because that they failed to obtain strength in him. Hear me today. We have to ask ourselves this question, where do we really receive strength? And have you truly tapped into the power that God has for you as a believer? Corey Ten Boom said this, Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. Think about that. We also find that Stanley E. Jones made this statement. If we take God's program, we can have God's power, but not otherwise. Those that we read of in Scripture who experience the power of God, 
were just mere men who did exactly that. They took God's program and therefore they had God's power. You look at men such as D.L. Moody. You look at men such as Smith Wigglesworth, Charles Finney. You, you, you can mention many others. How was it they, they was able to operate in the spirit of God where life was transformed and changed? It was not because they was very special or set apart. It was simply because that they become men that was passionately pursuing the things of God and their passion and their desire for the things of God is what separated them. And therefore, they took God's program and they said, God, whatever the will is for my life that you have, I embrace it. And they understood that their strength was not in themselves, but it was in him and him alone. Allow me to remind us tonight that the same God of these men is the one who seeks to empower your life as well as mine. But our greatest challenge is learning how to unlock and release his strength in our lives, if we was honest tonight. The task that is before us, hear me today as the church, it is not for the faint of heart. There is a major task in front of us. We, like every generation before us, we have inherited a great task of reaching the world with the gospel. Matthew 28, 18 through 20 is still what it's about. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things and whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. While this charge may seem impossible to you and I, we know it becomes possible through him. I found a few keys to experiencing the strength of God in our lives that I want to give you tonight, and I won't keep you long. I, I want to give you the first one tonight. Number one is this. If we are going to be men and women that truly find strength to possess our inheritance, we are going to have to be men and women that truly fall in love with him. This only happens when you and I take time to get to know him. You may have saw your spouse walking across the room and you said, oh, she looks fine. But you didn't fall in love with her until you got to know her. Until you spent time with her. Please hear me. We can think that we know him, but do you really know him? Have you spent time with him? How do I spend time with him? I spend time with him by spending time in his word and by adopting a lifestyle or spirit of prayer in my life. It is through a life of purpose that we receive strength. If we just casually and half-heartedly discipline ourselves, we will never truly find the strength of God. Please hear me. While salvation is a free gift, there is a developing of that gift. And there is an understanding of that gift that all of us has to have. 
And that comes through spending time in his word and spending time in prayer. When you begin to read of the churches, or one of the churches of the seven in Asia Minor that you read of in the first part of the book of Revelation, Revelations 2, 1 through 7, it says, Unto the, and the angel of the church of Ephesus, these things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in the right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience, and how thou cannot bear them which are evil, and thou, how thou hast tried them which say they were apostles and are not, and you have found them liars, and you have, you, you have, have done all of these things for my name, he says. But notice in verse number 4, he says, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Why is it that the church in America and other places on the globe seems to have a lack of power in it? It isn't because evil has increased. Evil's always been. But there is a lack of power because there has been an absence of the first love of the church towards him. He says this, unless you really love me, you can never really experience my strength and my power. That's why Jesus looks at Peter and says, Peter, do you love me? He says, yes, Lord, I love you. Peter, do you really love me? Yes, Lord, you know I do. But the third time he comes and he says, Peter, do you love me? What he was simply saying is, Peter, you cannot obtain the strength and the power that you need unless you really, really love me. And I'm going to tell you tonight, the world is going to grow more evil. It's going to become more rocky. It's going to become more unsettled. Young and old alike in this room, please understand me. If there's ever been a time where we needed to walk with the strength and the power of God, it is now. But you will not walk with that strength. You will not find the strength to, uh, to possess the inheritance that God has for you if you just come to the house of God. But it will be because of a life of principle, a life of purpose, a life that is committed to the word of God and a life that is committed to prayer. The only way that somebody's going to get delivered and set free in the local assembly in America or any other nation is if that local assembly becomes a place that has a foundation of the word and has an atmosphere that is saturated with prayer. It is not enough to just pray the prayer, Lord, lay me down to sleep. I pray my soul to keep. Listen, it's going to take more than that. It's talking about getting to a place where I get into an intimate relationship with him where he tells me his heart and where I tell him my heart. Notice with me, there is only power when there is someone that's willing to give themselves to the word and to prayer. If we fall in love with him, please hear me, the results of this love will be easily detected because it will be a picture that turns into faithfulness in the sight of others. It will not be something that is just haphazardly something we do, but it will become something that we are consumed with because we will desire to be with him continually. Secondly tonight, 
we must be of good courage if we are going to find the strength to possess our inheritance. What does that really mean? We have to be one that is full of hope. Do you have hope tonight? Courage is simply this, the quality of mind or spirit that enables one to face difficulties, dangers, pain without fear. All of us has battled fear at one time. Paul addressed it to Timothy in this manner. The Lord did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. What he was saying is this. When you are one that is full of hope and you're full of courage, there's no place for fear in your life. You and I do not have to stand and wring our hands tonight because of what the world might do or what they're saying they're going to do. But no, we can stand with confidence and know this, that no matter what we encounter, God is able to bring us through it. First Chronicles 19, 13 says, Be of good courage and let us behave ourselves violently for our people and for the cities of our God and let the Lord do that which is good in his sight. Notice this. Let us never forget his ways are higher than our ways. We see things partly. He sees things completely. And therefore, let me remind you, he really does know what he's doing. He really does know what he's doing on your behalf and on mine. But the question is, do we trust him? Do you really trust him tonight? See, if you can say, you know what, I really trust him because I can remember the day when this happened and he brought me through and I remember this day and he brought me through and I remember this time in life and he brought me through. And, and we find that when you go through that process uh, and you begin to reflect back, there begins to be a, 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 an awakening of faith and it begins to say, you know what, I can trust him. And therefore, when I begin to trust in him, I become someone that has good courage. And therefore, we, we, we see the importance of one that is full of courage because in Isaiah 40, 28 through 31, it says, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Uh, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with, e with uh, wings as eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Uh, listen, uh, somebody ought to be encouraged tonight, uh, even in the midst of your weakness, uh, even in the midst of your weariness. Uh, he says, listen, uh, those that will wait upon me, he said, I will renew your strength, uh, and you will mount up with wings as eagles, uh, and you shall run, and they will not be weary, uh, and they shall walk and not faint. Listen, uh, your future is bright if you'll trust in the Lord. I want to exhort you just for a moment tonight and tell you, be of good courage. Don't be so excited. But be of good courage because why? Nothing has been able to remove him off of his throne this week. Do you hear me? His blood is still saving. It's still delivering. It's still setting free. 
It's still giving hope to the hopeless. Uh, It's still making a way for men and women that doesn't have a way. Uh, But listen, uh, the enemy comes along and says, oh, it's all over. Uh, It'll never be like it used to be. Uh, The church is too far gone now. Uh, Everybody's went this way. Uh, Everybody's left holy. Everybody's left this. Oh, now we're just a mess. Uh, We'll never have a revival. Uh, Would you just quit listening to the lies of the enemy and know this, uh, that God still has good things for his people uh, and those that will trust in him and wait upon him uh, he will deliver them uh, and he will quickly them uh, for the task at hand uh, listen uh, we must begin to be men and women uh, that yes live by the word uh, and live in a place and spirit of prayer uh, but also be courageous uh, listen uh, Moses died uh, the people said what in the world are we going to do uh, Joshua hears the Lord uh, and they says Joshua be strong and very courageous Joshua 1 and 8 uh, he says if you don't go to the right or to the left uh, but if you stay in the commandments of my word uh, he says you will have good success Uh, can I tell you if somebody will still live by the word uh, and will still stay in prayer uh, and will still be full of courage uh, in the midst of all of the adversity uh, there is a God that does not change uh, and if he tells Joshua there's good success in your future Tonight, I'm going to tell you a man or a woman that will stay with the word, there is good success in your future. The enemy may say it's over, but God says it's just about to be a new testimony. The enemy says death is certain. God says I'm about to resurrect life. Can I tell you tonight, finding strength in the midst of darkness is something that's obtainable for the people of God. Thirdly and lastly, tonight, I'm going to give you We must learn how to live a life of praise. If you're going to find the strength to possess your inheritance, uh, you're going to have to learn to begin to praise him in the midst of the storm, uh, in the midst of the midnight hour. Uh, Listen, it does not matter uh, what's going on around you. Uh, God is still God, uh, and he is still faithful, uh, and he is still uh, moving for his people. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 12, verse 9. uh, He said unto me, uh, my grace is sufficient for you uh, for my strength uh, is made perfect in weakness uh, most gladly therefore will I rather glory in my infirmities uh, that the power of Christ may rest up on me uh, Paul said this thing uh, that's afflicted my body uh, he said I've talked to the Lord about it on a few times uh, and he saw fit not to move it uh, so therefore in the midst of my limp uh, in the midst of my discomfort uh, in the midst of my not understanding uh, I'm just going to go ahead giving praise Uh, you may not understand why you're going through what you're going through Uh, you may not understand why it's so difficult in this area of life Uh, but can I tell you uh, when somebody will still praise him uh, when things ain't like they think it should be uh, he says my strength uh, is made perfect uh, in weakness Uh, and it says this uh, Paul said I'd rather just glory uh, in my obstacles Uh, he said because God has been faithful uh, and it says uh, the power of Christ will rest on me uh, if I live a life of praise. Uh, Why is it uh, that some of us uh, walk in and walk out defeated day after day in 
our lives. Uh, maybe, just maybe, uh, it's been a little while since you just said, Lord, in the midst of all of it, uh, I'm going to praise your name. Uh, listen, uh, I understand things could be better, uh, but listen, they're not going to get better uh, until you find the strength in Jesus uh, because he is still your source. Uh, and, and listen, my friend, uh, I got to tell somebody, uh, you got to get your praise back. Uh, you got to get your joy back. Uh, you got to get your song back. Uh, I know you wish it was better, uh, but listen, uh, I'm going to lift my hands and praise the Lord uh, and I'm going to walk out of this valley. Uh, that's what the songwriter said. Why? Uh, because they knew that the valley was temporary. Uh, my God is bigger than the storm. Uh, he's bigger than the obstacle. Uh, he's bigger than the attack of the enemy. Uh, I think I'll just go ahead and praise him uh, because the one that delivered me yesterday uh, is able to deliver me today. Uh, and if he delivers me today, uh, he'll deliver me tomorrow. Uh, if I get through tomorrow, uh, he'll deliver me next week. Uh, no matter what the enemy may put in my path next year, uh, if God sees fit to give me next year, uh, I will be victorious through that as well. Uh, because why? Uh, because when I praise him, uh, his strength comes uh, and it rests upon me. Uh, and when his strength is upon me, uh, I can speak with faith uh, and I can make mountains move. Uh, I can make the enemy go in defeat. Uh, why? Uh, it's because God is greater than the things in the world. Somebody ought to praise him today. Exodus 15, chapter 2, I'm hurrying. Uh, says, the Lord is my strength uh, and song, uh, and he has become my salvation. Uh, he is my God, uh, and I will prepare him uh, a habitation. Uh, my Father's God, uh, and I will exalt him him. Uh, listen, uh, you need to make this vessel uh, a place of habitation uh, for him to dwell. Uh, how do I do that? Uh, is by living a life of praise and thanksgiving. What does that really mean in modern day English terms? It means this, just shake it off. I know that's very plain. Some would say that's very insensitive. It's not insensitive. It's just saying, do you want to live in the mully grubs or do you want to live with joy, peace, and happiness? Do you want your anthem to be, woe is me, or do you want your anthem to be, thank God I'm free? Where do you want to live? You see, Philippians 4, 11 through 13 says, now that I speak in respect of one, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and I know what it is to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. But he says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Paul said this, I know what it is to have more than enough and I know what it is to have not enough, but also know what it is to experience that no matter where I am in between them, that God is able to give me the strength to accomplish all things that is needed if I simply just trust in him. Job said, or John rather, in John chapter 10, verse number 10, very familiar verse, the thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and destroy. But Jesus says, I am come that they may have life that they may have it more abundantly. You know what he's saying? He says, I come to give you strength 
so that no matter what you encounter, you can be victorious in that season in your life. John 14 and 1 says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. What he was saying is this, listen, don't put your trust in anything else. Put your trust in me. He says, I've come so that you can have life, have it more abundantly. If these basic steps or keys are present, our focus becomes altered. And we no longer see our weakness and our inabilities, but we begin to see his strength and his power. Church, he is still our source. He is our hope. And it is in him that we have our victory today. I want to leave you with this story tonight. You can read this story in your Bible in Joshua chapter number 14. You begin to read of a story of a man by the name of Caleb. He is retelling the story of his life in Joshua chapter number 14. He's 85 years of age in this chapter at this time in history. And he says this. 45 years ago, I was a 40-year-old man. He said, I was sent with 11 others to spy out the land, the promise, the inheritance that God had promised to our people. And he said, I came back and I told Moses my heart. And he said, but my brother spoke against me. And he said, but on that day, Moses, the man of God, said that where your feet standing, you will have that for an inheritance. This is yours. God has given it to you. And he said, now we've wandered in this wilderness for over 40 years. And now we're starting to take in the promises of God. But he says, now 45 years later, he said, that mountain over there that's still full of giants, he said, that's still mine. And he says, I'm 85 years old. But he says, I still have the same strength and the same power and the same desire that I did when I was 40, and I still want my inheritance. What he was saying is this, I am not going to forfeit what God says I can have. Joshua says, take your inheritance. We know this, that Caleb, the age of 85, the oldest man of his people, of the nation of Israel at that time, the oldest man, in that moment of time in history, he said, don't give me something that's already been conquered, but give me that which is in front of me that God said I could have. And at 85 years of age, he began to take a mountain because he didn't do it in his strength. He did it in the strength that was upon him through his father. Can I tell you today, it'd be nice if it was all palm trees and blue water but it isn't. There's some mountains you have to climb. There's some difficulties you have to encounter. But there is a strength that you and I have in Jesus Christ that is able to get us through, that's able to sustain us, that's able to equip us to be victorious even in those difficult seasons. Please hear me tonight there's ever been an hour in our lifetime where we walk in the strength and the power of God
that he has given to his people. It is now. I'm not talking about sensationalism. I'm not talking about tradition. I'm talking about an authentic power of the Holy Spirit of God that every man, woman, boy, or girl can possess if they will become a man and a woman that passionately pursues the Word of God, that lives a life of prayer, that will walk very courageous and have faith in believing that He is who He says He is, and that will also be a man or a woman that lives a life of praise. I want to ask you today, does those things describe you? Do they describe me? You said, man, I wish God would move. Can I tell you this in all of the love as they come to the piano tonight? God's already did everything he needs to do. It's up to you and me. He doesn't need to go back to Calvary. He doesn't need to go back to Pilate's Hall. He doesn't need to be placed in a borrowed tomb again. He doesn't need to resurrect on the first day of the week again. No, he's already did that. He's already conquered death, hell, and the grave. He just needs someone to have faith to believe that he is everything that he says he is. Tonight I know that we believe or we wouldn't be here tonight. I understand that. But I'm telling you tonight there's a deeper depth than we currently are experiencing in the church world across America. There is a higher height in the spirit that we can obtain. You said, man, I really wish we could see what others saw in generations before us. We can and we will when we come back to be men and women that sit and simply partake of the bread of life, which is Jesus, which is the word. There's no reason for us not to eat of his word today in our culture. You say, well, I don't like to read. Well, just let your phone read to you as you're driving down the road. Do whatever it takes. You have all kinds of access to the word of the Lord. Go to bed at night with the word just been read in your room. Let it read while you're getting dressed for the day. Saturate the atmosphere of your life with the word of God. But also, Make it a point to sit down and to be that man and that woman of prayer. But here's where we mess up oftentimes. We kneel, we stand in our places of prayer, our prayer closets, or wherever you may find yourself. And we say what we want to say, and then we say our amen, and then we jump up and we go about our day. But can I tell you a conversation cannot be had unless two people are talking. We in this society is going to have to learn how to slow down and how to sit still long enough where we can listen to what he's saying. Because can I tell you, our fathers always have something to say. I stopped in and seen my dad for a little while this evening, chatting with him, and he looked at me, he said, you look tired. I said, I am a little. He said, you know you're supposed to take care of that temple. And I said, yeah, I know. He says, if you don't take care of it, you're going to be like me and somebody's going to have to wait on you. 
And I said, I hope I got a long way to go for that. And then he looked at me and he was being kind of feisty a little bit. And I said, well, Dad, I said, if I need somebody to take care of me, you going to take care of me? He says, no, but I'll put you in a good nursing home. Our fathers always have something to say. I said, that just doesn't seem right, and I'm going to leave that alone since I have to leave. Uh, but you know, our fathers always have something to say. Sometimes it's words of correction. Sometimes it's word of inspiration. But sometimes it's just words to soothe us in the midst of the struggle and tell us that, you know what, everything's going to be all right. And maybe that's where you're at tonight. Life's crazy, it's busy, it's uncertain. But I believe if you'd sit and just still yourself in his presence, you'd hear him say, you know what, if you trust me, it's going to be all right. Because he doesn't leave us. He doesn't forsake us. But he stays with us all the way to the end.